Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Vancouver Canucks have a new head coach, new coaching staff this morning, but that doesn't mean the headaches have gone away for fans, that's for sure. Let's talk about the changes and really what we have seen from the team, the team's management over the last week or so. Joining us now is Matt Sakaris, co-host of the Sakaris and Price Show. Good morning, Matt. Good morning, Simi. And uh, boy, what the Canucks wouldn't give for the serenity of Dolly Parton and Kenny Rogers. <laughs> right. Islands in the stream, huh? I think that's probably playing it. in Jim Rutherford's office somewhere as he's saying serenity now, serenity yeah. now. Listen, After this weekend, they need some serenity. No kidding. And I listened to that press conference yesterday, too. I thought it interesting that Jim Rutherford was kind of blaming it on leaks in the media where I thought, no, oh. I feel like it's symptomatic of something bigger here. Well, and especially since he's been the source of leaks in the media uh, over the years, and particularly during this chapter. Now, yeah, I mean, it sounded like they came out and wanted to do the right thing. Uh, they apologized to Bruce Boudreaux personally. They apologized to, quote, anyone I've offended. And you know things aren't going well when you drop that phrase in a press conference. Uh, but he just couldn't help himself, right? It was the speculation's fault. It was the uh, outside noise's fault. And Look, we've got a 73-year-old uh, hockey lifer here at Hall of Famer who has worked the majority of his career in Raleigh, North Carolina, where I think you deal with one reporter uh, and uh, not not exactly the most rabid fan base, and Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And I, I think he's having some trouble adapting to a Canadian market that is as ravenous for hockey and hockey information uh, as Vancouver and British Columbia are. All right, so Matt, what happened here? What went wrong for Bruce Boudreau? Well, bad process, uh, an interventionist owner who uh, thought he would go and, and ride to the rescue and play, uh, play hero and uh, fix the problems last year after they fired Jim Benning, the general manager, and head coach Travis Green. Francesco Aquilini, the chairman, personally went out and hired Bruce Boudreaux um, and then went about hiring a president of hockey operations who went about hiring a general manager. So ass backwards, bad process. This coach was not the choice of the GM and the president of hockey operations. Uh, that became clear over the last year. I mean, Jim Rutherford certainly uh, uh, was harsh in his criticism of Bruce Boudreaux, the way the team plays, the way the team practices. And it all came to head here in the last week where uh, Hockey Night in Canada had the report a week ago that they were going to hire Rick Tockett as the new coach. They let the current coach twist in the wind. Uh, we were joking yesterday, maybe a little macabre, that he's the first NHL coach uh, to uh, to serve working notice for his employer. And um, it all culminated, uh, frankly, uh, in a moment that I think Canucks fans can be very proud of, Friday and Saturday night with the serenade of Bruce There It Is and all the compassion and empathy they sent the coach's way that the organization was unable to muster. Yeah, it sure seems like, Matt, that we are the talk of the hockey world and not in a good way. Oh, are we ever, Simi? Uh, you're not the only interview I'm doing here today. Uh, China, Winnipeg, I did Ottawa last week. Yeah, I, I mean, you can make the argument that the Vancouver Canucks are the worst-run franchise of the 32 NHL member clubs right now. Um, 
So, yeah, everyone likes a good oh. train wreck, and the rest of the league and the rest of the hockey world is looking in at our market and at our team and going, what is happening over there, and with good reason. And I know a lot of fans are also asking, well, what is so special about Rick Tockett, this new coach, that Jim Rutherford absolutely had to have him? Yeah, that, that's the interesting part here, Simi. You moved heaven and earth. You dragged your brand and your own personal reputations for Rick Tockett who's a below 500 coach in two stops with Tampa Bay and with Arizona. You dragged your brand, you dragged your personal reputations, moved heaven and earth to hire him now in a season that's already lost. Like, it's not like Rick Tockett is coming in here as Boudreaux did last year with the possibility of getting the team to the playoffs and realizing the goal that they set out. So, Look, they trust him implicitly, Rutherford and Alvin. They worked with him in Pittsburgh. They think he's going to be the coach that uh, instills the type of culture that they're looking for here, which, of course, uh, is the ground floor to winning. Uh, But the process in which they went about it and the timing of it is very, very strange. And I I, I sure hope, if given a do-over, they would consider doing things a little differently. Yeah, hope, right? The uh, the eternal word yeah. of the Canucks fan, the hope. Well, and, <laughs> and I use that word, Simi, because I just don't know how self-aware they are. I'm not sure if they actually understand and realize the damage that they did to their brand and with their fans over this past week. And what about I'm not with- sure that said, like, they didn't articulate that clearly yesterday. They seem to be more willing to push back against it and be a little defiant in the face of it rather than a full acceptance. Right. And what does that do for the potential hire or the attraction of star players to here? Like, who wants to come here if this is the way we do things? Well, not only that, Simi, I'll do you one better. Like, is Elias Pettersson going to want to be here? I mean, they can talk contract extension with them as soon as this summer. Quinn Hughes is under a long-term contract. Is get to a point where he goes, enough is enough. I don't think this organization is capable of building a winner. I want to go elsewhere. So I'm more concerned about the great young players they have on the team than about tracting free agents. The thing about free agency, they don't have any cap space anyways. I mean, they poorly manage the True. salary cap on top of everything else they poorly manage. So, you know, to me, that's a lesser concern uh, compared to the guys who you have in-house who have been career Canucks and that you want to keep here. Now, Rick Tockett is the new head coach. He also has not experienced the lens, let's say, of a Canadian right. hockey market. You mentioned Arizona and Tampa. How much of that is something that we should be watching? Yeah, well, I'll give Rick Tockett this. First of all, I thought he had a pretty good day uh, yesterday. Of the three gentlemen on stage, I thought, I thought Rick Tockett performed the best. He's a pretty good communicator, and I think that's going to serve him well. You know, he was also he was a hard-scrabble, hard-nosed player, and I think he's willing to take things head on. I don't think, at least in the early going here, that 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 he's going to be the type of guy who you know melts under any kind of criticism or gets sensitive uh, to reporters' questions or anything like that. So I think that's going to serve him well. There's going to be an adjustment period here, no doubt. But you know, even yesterday he was talking about technical things about when the weak side defenseman is supposed to pinch and whatnot. So I think he understands that he is stepping into a much more sophisticated hockey market than Phoenix or Tampa Bay. And if he's able to communicate with the fans on that level uh, and curry goodwill, because let's face it, I mean, he's been, he's been handed an awful set of circumstances here by his superiors. Uh, but I, I do think he's the type of communicator and personality that might be able to turn it around and, 
and curry a little goodwill from the fans in time. Right. Didn't he already delete his Twitter account, though? Because he sure did. Yeah, yeah. a lot of scrutiny yeah. on that, isn't there? Yeah. But, I mean, that, that, that shows to me that he's, you know, there's some, you know, he's wise to the politics of all this. Okay. So I guess the key here, though, Matt, is if they win, people are going to forget all about this. Yeah. That's what they have to do yeah. now. Well, yeah, it's the same in all. Look, uh, uh, sports fans have forgiven a lot worse than what the Canucks have just done to, to their fans with winning, Simi. I mean, it is the great deodorant uh, in this world. Um, but they'll likely be trading Bo Horvat here in the next couple of weeks. They haven't done a lot of winning to date. Schedule gets easier. Uh, you know, I think they you know, might be able to finish strong here if they can uh, adequately replace Horvat, or at least everybody picks up a little bit of the of the slack, but, um, you know, you take a look at the Vancouver Canucks and you compare their roster and you compare their organizational depth to the other 32 teams. And, uh, I, I would be a little surprised if, uh, if the winning starts in earnest here, the great deodorant, I'm going to keep that one, Matt. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> hey, thank you. Appreciate Have a good day. That's Matt Sakaris, co-host of the Sakaris and price show, uh, talking about the state of our Vancouver Canucks today. Lots of fans, pretty unhappy. Pretty unhappy. How unhappy are you, though? Enough to get off that bandwagon? Simi at cknw.com.